1: And welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host
0: Daryl, Amy here with Larry Levine on a Friday afternoon. What's going on, Larry? Uh, it's been a great week, Daryl. It's been this has been a great week for one simple reason. What's I'm that? Done, I'm done with the draft of my book, and I'm oh, so excited. Congratulations! The, 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 we're almost there. We're I've almost witnessed there. the
1: blood, the sweat, and the tears, and uh, <laughs> and. and and it, it has been tears. I mean, I've watched you pour your heart into this. You, you have not pulled any punches. It's raw. It's honest. I can't wait for the world to get their hands on this book later this summer.
0: Uh, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, no, thanks. And, and the exciting part is uh, I have the 80% of the rough draft out to some of my favorite sales authors, people who I look up to are coming back with rave reviews. So I'm really super
1: excited. Well, it's going to be good. And Selling from the Heart, How Your Authentic Self Sells You is going to be a perfect continuation from this podcast and uh, to our community out there. If you haven't signed up to uh, get notifications and any special bonuses we come up with on the book when it gets ready to launch uh, sometime later this summer, go to the podcast website. It's actually sellingfromtheheart.net. And you'll see right there in the sidebar, a picture of the book and you can click on it. Uh, in fact, we're getting ready to to launch the book website here in the next week or two. So lots of exciting things. Can't wait. The message is resonating. For those of you who are uh, new to the podcast, you have joined a community of sales professionals across the globe that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, doing the hard work. Uh, and, and we call it selling from the heart. So welcome back. Lots of uh, lots of incredible discussion about our, our clogged sales funnel podcast last week <laughs> and how to unclog the sales funnel. It takes more than Drano, doesn't it? It takes
0: more than, it takes more than Drano and a toilet plunger. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're going to have to have some empathy
1: and, and some vision for the future. If you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's podcast, definitely check it out. Uh, but today we really want to continue along that same thread and and uh, when it comes to unclogging sales funnels, moving sales forward, um, one thing that that we're we're not necessarily good at, I think, as sales reps, is listening with the intent to learn.
0: And it's so, and it's simple. And I always get back, go back and I said, "Well, why?" And and it was interesting because I had a conversation with with a sales leader. Actually, it was just today, and we were talking about. Bad prospecting and poor sales funnels and things like that. And I go, it boils down to sales reps consistently do inconsistent things. Right. And I think if your sales and I'm just keeping this simple, Daryl, just for this, and I'll throw Mm -hmm. it back to you. Mm -hmm. But if If sales reps have a consistently full sales funnel, a consistently full relationship funnel, it's amazing what starts to happen to their level of questions. I don't think desperation mode sets in and they really intently listen, Mm -hmm. but poor poor sales funnels and lack of relationship funnels leads to people asking a few questions and ramming the sale through the sales funnel as fast fast as possible. Bingo. They they listen though they might listen for a couple of cues and then all the yes. wheels start turning in their brains and they go oh, I got one and then all of a sudden they shut the brain off and they go right. I sell this thing as fast <laughs> as possible so I can put some money in my wallet so it's so funny you bring that I mean sales reps we listen like the national security
1: agency right <laughs> we probably listening to our podcast right now for we listen for the keywords right and yeah. uh, as soon as we hear one we go boom, you know, we're in, you know, and, and we stop listening and we go right into presentation and put the hammer down mode. And, and you know what, I think, um, first of all, it's it, you know, it's like, it's an, it is a, an awkward and disingenuous shift that happens that I think destroys our trust with people because they can feel it, right? You're like, Oh, I found something, you know, and you're hammering on it and, and you move right from from listening into sales mode all of a sudden. But the other thing is, I think when we do that, um, we miss a lot. I had, a, this week was a lot of fun. I got to train a group of sales reps in Edinburgh, Scotland, which talk about listening skills, trying to understand my friends up in Scotland. Boy, hey, I- by the, Hey, by the way, did you have some haggis? I did have some haggis. And I, nice. I brew. and uh, oh, I love <laughs> I haggis, but have not sidetrack. No, it was, it was fantastic. Great folks. And, uh, it was, it was fantastic up in Scotland, but, um, as we were training, we were going through some role plays and, and it happened again, even later in the week where we were kind of role playing out conversation about business goals and aspirations. And then, uh, in this case, this is, this is a group of sales reps selling business process improvement. So we were role playing through talking through the business process cause they say process over there, not process. Uh, now I'm completely confused with that word, but, uh, it's the, the mix of the Canadian and American coming out in me. Eh? So, uh, but, uh, anyhow, it was, uh, you know, so what would happen though, and this was, this was a perfect example of this in this environment is, is we're going through this role play. I was pretending to be the, um, the top level decision maker, the managing director, um, as our European friends like to say, of this company. And uh, what, what would happen was, as the questioning was going on, exactly what we're talking about here today would happen. They would, f- you know, some little red flag would, you know, wave up in the air that there might be a, um, oh, my gosh, a pain point. You know, talk about a commission breath word. I mean, you can't say the word pain point without commission breath. Uh, knocking over the other person, but they find one pain point and then they just jump right into solution mode and sales mode and solving the problem. And Larry, what I said, it was like, I, you know, it happened several times. And I, I finally, I was like, okay, timeout everybody who in the room plays poker. And I love to play poker. I love Texas Hold'em. I think Texas Hold'em is a fantastic game. And I said, when you're playing poker, when you're playing Texas Hold'em, you know, do you show your cards at the beginning of the round? And everyone's like, no, of course I don't show my cards at the beginning of the round. I said, well, then why are you doing this in the sales situation? Right? Why, why are you, as the moment something comes up that might be the inkling of a problem that you could solve, you just jumped out of listening mode um, and you jump straight into sales mode. And by the way, when you do that, first of all, you
0: cost yourself a lot of money, well, uh, because you, 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 lost the, you lost the game. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I hate to call it a game. You've already lost. Oh, absolutely. Well, I don't know if
1: you lost the game. You might even, you might even, you know, you might even win this uh, sale, but I, I think it's going to be a much smaller sale than if you had taken the time to listen to the whole thing. And and the other thing is the moment you take make that hard 180 turn from being this person who's
0: listening to jumping straight into sales mode, I think you shoot your credibility. Well, yeah, because then, because what do you think happens and all? I mean, it may not happen right then and there, but I can guarantee you this, the body language and the mindset of the person yep. sitting there is going to go just, just like everybody else. Right. Right. And, and I, and I always say, you know, in the sales teams I work with and stuff that I throw out there in my writings is the more, you know, the more you grow. Right. And, you know, I, I, I look back on my tenure as a sales rep and you know the channel that I grew up in is I need to define, you know, it, it's almost like peeling a banana or peeling an orange or, you know, there's layers. So if you find right. one thing, keep peeling it back, you're going to find three or four or five other things that you can formulate something. So when you come back to somebody, right, hey, here's what I've uncovered. Here's what I know. And here's the issues and the challenges. You can't do that. You, you know, I was listening to what you said a couple minutes ago and I'll throw the, you know, the whole marketing thing out. You can't SEO, you can't search engine optimize <laughs> questioning, right? There, let me throw keywords a couple of things out. out. Let me Here's find some, some keywords, keywords and all of a sudden, boom, you <laughs> done, right? I found like, the keywords.
1: Yeah, I got, they said the magic word. It's, you know, and, and and don't get me wrong. I mean, that keyword is important. Ooh. That is certain. It's part of the whole story, but you just heard one chapter of, of the book and, um, you know, so you jump straight to to sales mode, you miss opportunities and you blow your credibility. And I think that's because we listen with the intent to close or listen with the intent to well, sell and not with the intent to, to learn or even more than that, with the intent to, to really truly be helpful.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, let me throw this one on, on its heels. It, it's, it's not, I think it goes even deeper than that, Daryl, is if we lack business acumen. Mm-hmm. If we lack understanding their world, of course, we're going to ask a key couple questions. Right. Find those answers to move the sale. But can you imagine if we understood finance language, if we understood CIO language, if we understood mm-hmm. their world? Not just a language, not just the buzzwords, what? but like actually understood the. Actually understood so that when business, we do so ask that question, yeah. right. So when we do ask that question and we do get that response, right, we can formulate it in a way that takes, okay, here's how I understand it. Yes. Here's how now it will, could work in your world. I understand where you're coming from. And then you start right. using their verbiage, right? You're not using your sales spew that's coming out of your mouth. You're actually using language they understand in a way that they understand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, and that goes back to the whole heart. I mean, if you haven't picked that up in the selling from the heart podcast, that we can't be empty suits. We've got to bring value, which means we've got to have knowledge. I, I asked sales reps in training. It, it happened again this week. I said, you know, if you had a choice between being seen as a hardware rep or being seen as a trusted advisor, which would you prefer? And of course, oh, I want to be a trusted advisor. Okay. Well, that means two things need to happen. First of all, you need to be trustworthy. And second of all, you need to be able to give advice. So you don't just magically become a trusted advisor because you read a you know, sales brief or memorized a few um, prospecting questions you know, or know the buzzwords for the vertical market you're calling on. You become a trusted advisor because you rolled your sleeves up and said, it, I'm going to dedicate 30 minutes a day to actually learning something about the people that I want to work with. I'm going to learn about the aviation industry. I'm going to learn about what it's like to be a a finance director or CFO. I'm going to actually learn uh, the actual issues that the superintendents that I call on at school districts are going through. And, and, or if you're calling, you know, maybe you're selling financial solutions, you're going to learn about the entrepreneurs that you're targeting to, to help and, and, and actually be able to bring some real substance yeah. to that conversation. And that, to me, that is, that's the work. That's the level of commitment that, you know, if you want to be the one percenter, that's where you, that's where you do it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 t- I totally agree. And, and I'm sitting here and I go, okay. I mean, some, you know how my brain thinks all of a sudden I'm like, I'm like, listen, I'm, 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 I'm listening to what you have to say. So here's something here. So what are you listening, listening
1: to learn, Larry?
0: No, I, I'm actually listening, <laughs> or listening, I'm listening to podcast. To oh. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> dude. So I'm listening to learn, but I, my wheels are also turning on this because I always say, you know what? Salespeople, you have a wealth of help sitting right in front of you. You just don't know it because you don't get in deep with your customers, your clients, those ones yeah. that help you. So I just started to think about this. I go, mm-hmm. can you imagine I'd really like to get your feedback on this one, but can you imagine a sale? I know sales professionals will do this. Sales reps might like blow me off. Right. Take five of your best clients. Mm -hmm. Ask five executives out to lunch, cup of coffee, whatever. Yes. And say, Hey, you know what? I mean, I know, you know me, you get called on by other salespeople. I know it, right. You get salespeople are beat down your doors What questions would you love a sales rep to ask you? Mm, That's strong. Dude, think about that one for a second, right? Put yourself in my shoes. I know you've seen great salespeople and I know you've seen crappy salespeople. Right. Okay. I know the ones that stand out, care, ask great questions and all that. But why don't you fire away? Give me three or four questions that you wish salespeople would ask you that they don't ask. Wouldn't that be something, dude? Oh, I think that's fantastic. And along the same lines, another
1: tactic you could take, and I, I used this years ago, doing vertical market research, we're getting ready to do some of that, that work again, and um, w- literally would take people I knew who were leaders in different vertical markets that I needed to do research in mortgage, legal industry, all these different, different key verticals, and I would take them out to a cup of coffee or lunch, or I would bring donuts over to their Office and I would say you know walk, the classic Larry Levine line. Walk me through <laughs> what happens around here because I want to learn. Like I'm here on a learning expedition, and what was interesting to me, and I truly was in in those scenarios there on a learning expedition. At the time, I wasn't. I didn't have anything to sell. And what was amazing to me is when I and this is this is where the light bulb came on for me is when I went in there with an intent to learn about their business, not an intent to sell, but an intent to actually learn about how things worked and where the real problems were. Um, and, and what, what they really defined success as when I did that, I would say eight out of 10 times I would be walking out the door. I'd, you know, wrap up my discussion, my, my lunch or my learning expedition and, Say, man, thank you so much. This has been extremely helpful. I really appreciate you sharing, you know, this time with me. And eight out of 10 times I would say, whoa, 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 where are you going? I'm like, what do you mean? Where am I? He goes, You just uncovered a bunch of problems. I need some help. <laughs> surely you can help me solve these. And and it was amazing. Um, and I think there's something very instructive for, for us as salespeople. I went in. Um, You know, this can't be a gimmick, but I I literally truly went in with a heart to serve. um, And and I listened with the intent to learn. And what happened was two things. It built trust. And in the process, I uncovered so many more problems than the average sales rep would would uncover when they walked in because I took the time. Yeah. It didn't take massive amounts of time. It wasn't a six months. We're talking like 20, 30 minute conversations or an hour over lunch, which once you strip back the chit chat about football or whatever is going on, you know, 20, 30 minutes, you can learn so much about a business. And then that right there, that, that ended up, that type of conversation ended up being as valuable, if not more valuable than anything I learned in university anything I got from a business degree, because it was real world
0: uh, application of, of business. Yeah. And, and I, I think that, you know, if, if there's a message that's to be driven about, you know, what we've been speaking about during the podcast is, you know, this is consistency over time. Right. And and I think that's the biggest thing is when you're inconsistent with your approach to the marketing, you're inconsistent mm-hmm. with your approach to developing business, If you're inconsistent with asking great questions. You're going to get inconsistent results. So yes. if you, do, if you do this over time, you will see the benefits. The problem is, is do I have short-term thinking or do I have long-term thinking? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and I, go, and I go back to, um, and you know, the largest sell I ever got in the industry I was in. And, mm-hmm. you know, when it came time for me to present what I had found, Mm-hmm. The comments back where you know more about what's going on inside our organization than we do. And quite frankly, you know what's going on more than our present vendor does. The simple reason is because I took the time to understand and I just cared about helping them with their situation because I knew if I did that, I was going to outshine and outperform anybody else. And this stuff's not that hard, Daryl. It's just you got to care and you got to be willing to have time and, you know, invest the time and have the patience to do it.
1: Yeah. And, and, and for those of us who want to be in the 1%, you know, and, and want to grow and want to really truly uh, succeed, this, I believe is the X factor in all of this. Do you need to work hard? Of course you need to work hard. Uh, but this isn't uh, just working smart. This is working to be smart so that you can bring value. It was interesting in the, uh, you know, one of the things I have I've been having sales reps do Um, as I've been training them recently in the the solution selling uh, type of methodology is over the lunch hour on the first day, I'll have them do a curiosity assessment. And uh, in fact, I'll put it in the show notes. It's kind of cool. It takes two or three minutes. It's a Harvard business review published curiosity assessment. It actually grades you. I'm going to spoiler spoiler alert here. It actually grades you on the three attributes that researchers say are, are, uh, the attributes, the characteristics of somebody that has curiosity. Um, number one, they're an unconventional thinker. Um, number two, they're interested in learning and number three, they adapt to new situations. And, and I've really begun to think Larry, that one of the biggest sales skills that is underplayed and not talked about is curiosity. And it's just that, you know, that, 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 um, mindset that goes, I really want to learn about your business. I really want to learn about how things work here. I really, I really want to, you know, I I really want to learn and just almost, almost to the like there's learning to sell and there's learning to, 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 to learn and almost like way over to the learning, to the learns learning to learn side because so much of what's out there is learning to sell. And learning to sell does not, you know, people know when you're fishing for pain points Ugh. and trying to find the trigger words, can, and all they that they stuff. Can they, can sm- they can smell it. They can yeah. Smell it. It, the insincerity is dripping. Right. But when you're actually learning to learn, then you can act, then you can come back. And, and when it comes down to whatever it is that you sell, um, and when it becomes like it most often does a dog pile of a competitive situation, guess who's going to be standing on top of that?
0: You know, uh, I know. And, and, and you bring, yeah. And you bring up a great thing because I, I mean, I'm just curious. Why'd you say that, Daryl? <laughs> <Thanks, Larry. laughs> well, that's one of but, your favorite questions. But it, but it is. And you know, when I'm working with sales teams and, and I want to get, you know, and I want, I want to extract something out of a sales you know, team or a sales rep. And I don't do it because I want to challenge the heck out of them and and make them squirm. I just want to know what's going on inside their head. So the first thing I always say is, hey, I'm just curious. Why'd you do that? Right. Why'd you decide to say that versus this? I'm just curious why. Yes. And all of a sudden they go, but it
1: gets them to think. Right. And that's where, you know, I think that's where we're aiming today is listening to learn with a curious attitude and a heart to serve and a heart to really understand is, is the X factor um, that's going to, going to set us apart. Is there, is there a time for closing? And, you know, of course, of course there is, but when you actually do get around to closing, you're going to have earned the trust and credibility it takes to get a yes decision. Well, not only that, if you listen to learn, you're probably going to uncover way more opportunity along the way that, that is, is either part of the sale today or part of an upsell down the road. And so there's no, there's no real losing in this. It's, it's just taking the time and having the mindset uh, to go out and go, you know what, I truly do genuinely want to learn about this person, about their business, about their, you know, whatever whatever it is that, that they do. Um, so that I, so that I can genuinely understand whether or not at the end of the conversation, it results in a, you know, hot lead dropped into the funnel or worst case scenario, you've built a relationship of trust. And yeah, and, then, the road, and, now you, and now you got something sitting in a relationship funnel. Now you yeah. got, now, yeah, you see, and, and there it is. I mean, when we listen with the intent to learn, there's, you're going to win either way because, exactly. uh, you know. Best case scenario, it's sales funnel and relationship funnel. Worst case scenario, you've got something in the relationship funnel. And down the road, yeah. you know who they're going to remember. Exactly. Uh, you're investing in your future. So, man, what
0: a great conversation today. And yeah, the, but, and hey, my, but hey, before, hey, before we wrap this up, I'm just curious about something. What's that, Larry? Why are you wearing an orange shirt, dude? I'm proud of you.
1: Oh, you know, I, I've got to pander every so often to my friend Larry. It's bright orange. <laughs> Not bad. At least we're not wearing the same shirt this week. That oh. happened last week. That was so nerdy. Um, so, well, thank you to everybody who's joined us this week. As always, uh, we want to challenge you. And, and I think our challenge is really simple, is on your sales meetings uh, today, right now, in your very next sales meeting, just take a posture of listening to learn. And not listening to sell, but listening to genuinely learn. And uh, even better if you take some time to actually prepare for that sales meeting and go, you know what, is there something that I could read, listen to, consume something that I could learn myself that would actually allow me to bring incremental value into that conversation. Imagine, you know, if you go on two appointments a day all year, if you did that 400 times this year um, you would become a killer, valuable person, Um, unstoppable, because guess what? Most of the sales reps in the marketplace are going to listen to sell and they're not going to do the hard work. And that's why this becomes the X factor. So uh, until next week, be real, be genuine, be authentic, listen to learn, be curious, and most of all, sell from the heart.
0: Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the Salescast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.